Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Other Decluttering Podcast. I am Kirsty Farigia. And I'm Amy Ravel. We are business partners, besties, biz besties, um, eldest of five children, podcast hosts, professional organisers, declutter coaches, bosses, sisters, mums, wives... We have a lot of things, Kirst. We are. Yeah. But today so, uh, we're your friends. Most of in our your listeners. Ears. Yes. <laughs> today we're your friends in your ears. We bring you this podcast every week. So today is the, I'm going to guess it's about the 150th time we've dropped into your ears on a Monday, maybe more. Today we're talking about decluttering when someone you live with has a different um, threshold of sentimentality <laughs> so you mm. might be unsentimental happy to get rid of things ready to let things go and you might live with someone who is super sentimental yeah or you may be helping somebody like your parents or a sister or a brother or auntie or uncle or child <laughs> who may or may not live with you to let go of things as well and to help them to love living in their home so we got a beautiful email from a lady called Taryn. I won't give away her last name just in case she doesn't want us to identify her. Um, asking us if we could give her some tips and tricks around getting her hubby on board with the decluttering journey. And she says that her husband's very sentimental about his stuff um, and, she, and she is not. So her hubby where t-shirts when the kids were born that are past their use by date that he won't part with them he hang they hang in his wardrobe with a lot of other clothes that he never wears and he keeps all his receipts plane tickets ticket stubs from holidays that he never looks at again 
and she is getting stressed by all the extra stuff in her home. So Taryn, I know you're listening, so shout out to you and thank you for your great question. Amy, have we answered this question before in any podcast? Not this question from Taryn. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you are interested in deep diving into like the particulars of sentimentality, just search sentimental um, in our podcast thread. They've also got an episode called It's All My Husband's and Kids' Fault. Um, there's lots of episodes that touch on it in different variants, but we thought it was a great question and we're sure that she's not the only one asking this question. So we thought let's do a whole episode just to this answer. Yeah. Give you tips and tricks like how we approach our clients when we find them in this state. Mm -hmm. Um, so we said, we have mentioned it in quite a few other episodes, but let's do it again. Always new people listening, always new sentimentality coming up. <laughs> Kirst, I want to do a bit of a rating scale. One to five, tell me how sentimental each person in your family is to their stuff. Not like with other sentimentalities, but actually like holding on to things. Simon is like a one or a two. I'm probably a three. Oliver's a two or a one. Um and Amelie is probably a four or five, but I'm going to talk more about her and her different ways of doing what she's attached to. She's not attached to her stuff. She's more attached to the things that people have given her, mm-hmm. which is very common among our clients as well. So, yeah, she's, she's, she's an interesting character. What about you and your family? I think I'm probably a one um, to be honest, I think we're all probably ones and twos. What is interesting is um, one of my kids has quite a high, like a five in sentimentality towards their soft toys, um, but in no other area has sentimentality. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It doesn't always have to be, you know, equal across all areas of your life. You may be particularly sentimental when it comes to letters or particularly sentimental around clothes, or particularly sentimental, as Emily is, around things that other people have given you. And so sometimes we just put our loved ones in there. They're so sentimental, rolling the eyes box. But once you start to dig deep, you may find that they're sentimental about a particular area and that there can be solutions around that that are different than if they were just sentimental to everything that's ever Mm -hmm. come across their path. Yeah. And so in particular to Taryn, I think my advice to you would be to ask some really interesting questions of your husband like, and ask him why and try and get into it, into why he is particularly sentimental and what those things represent for him. Because I think when you know that, then you can actually speak to those particular reasons rather than just whitewashing everything with but it all has to go or equally from his point of view it all has to be kept Mm. Um, and so really I mean that's our job as professional organizers is asking why questions we're like toddlers (laughs) we ask why a million times a day and try to really understand our clients so okay why are you keeping them Oh, because I was wearing this when the kids were born and it makes me remember about their birth. 
okay, tell me more about that. Mm. And so that we can really get to the heart of the matter and then address the heart of the matter and try and come up with solutions around how they could keep hold of those precious memories without necessarily keeping hold of every single plane ticket that he's ever been Mm. on. I want to um, draw us back. So the vision statement for the art of decluttering is the art of decluttering exists to empower people to live an intentional life by equipping them to find freedom from clutter in their heads, hearts and homes. And I feel like what we're talking about today is the intentional life and freedom from clutter because freedom from clutter doesn't necessarily mean that everything has to go. So if you are particularly sentimental, I would suggest name it and be intentional about the sentimentality. So, you know, I'm thinking when my kids write me letters, I keep those and I've got a little suitcase that was my kinder bag when I was in kinder. So it's nearly 40 years old or it's probably 35 years old, this little suitcase that was the cutest thing. And I've got that sitting in my bedroom and it's got a photo of Cal and I on top and inside are letters that Cal and the kids have written me. Now I would, you know, I said I'm a one on the sentimental scale, but I intentionally and by choice am sentimental about letters from the people that are closest to me. And so I feel like by naming it, so if you've got, you know, you're the person that is really attached to the older t-shirts, if you can, instead of saying, I don't know, I just want to keep them and there's nothing wrong with them or I could use them in the, in the gardening or anything like that, instead if you said, I'm sentimental about them and I want to keep them, it takes away the guilt and it increases the intentionalism and sometimes that can reduce that frustration because you're acknowledging it. So Cal might say, oh, it's so annoying that you've got a suitcase of letters, but when I say I'm sentimental and that brings me joy it becomes intentional rather than clutter. So the freedom from clutter can be actually that it's not clutter. It's sentimental items that you're intentionally keeping. Yes. And amen. (laughs) (laughs) You go. I was going to say that one of the things that I've really enjoyed doing with clients who have partners who are sentimental, because what we often find is if we're working with the non-sentimental partner, there's a relatively high level of frustration with the partner that seemingly won't let go of anything. Um, And so what we want to do is we want to reduce that frustration for the person whose stuff it is not because you can't control someone else. But how do you actually set up guidelines within a relationship so that, you know, I don't fill my whole house with every letter that I've ever received, whether it's just from the bank to let me know that the interest rates have risen or if it's a love letter from my husband to me, like how do you differentiate that and keep um, a, a, what's the word, like a limit on how much you keep? Like you want to curate it. That's the word I'm looking for. And so I think sometimes once you've acknowledged that I keep this because it's sentimental, you, you can then have the conversation, which is that's awesome. How can we best keep those so that they're not necessarily taking up space in the wardrobe, because they're sentimental. You're not actually wanting to wear one of those when we go out for a barbecue, but could we put them somewhere that is your sentimental box? And once you've named it, you can give it purpose and you can curate it and you can store it in a way that works for the whole family. Mm. 
Yeah. And having some ideas around why that might be sentimental to them. Like let's run, keep running with the t-shirts. Like is Taryn's husband sentimental about those t-shirts? Cause it was the fittest time of his life <laughs> or, um, was it because he remembers holding his newborn in that T-shirt or he's got photos of them so he does remember those those times? Like why is it that those particular – because you're right, Amy, it is about setting limits because if everything is sentimental, then nothing is sentimental. Mm. And so thinking, okay, yes, we definitely want to – We definitely want to honour your sentimentality and we definitely want to honour the things that you really love. Hmm. Can you really love 50 T-shirts that have got holes in them and that don't fit you anymore (laughs) or um, are really dirty and mucky and yuck? So could could you choose your three favourite T-shirts out of those 50 um, or could you choose 10? Like just setting mm. realistic limits on things can be really helpful, can be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy if it's not your stuff. <laughs> it's easy if yeah. you're the partner or the parent or the child going, come on, you've got to set a limit on that. You can only keep as many soft toys as fit in this tub that can fit in the garage. It's much yeah. harder when it's your own. Yeah, yeah. So... Setting limits is an awesome idea. And then, but also talking, again, I keep coming back to like trying to really understand them. Like, you know, why are they keeping plane tickets from mm-hmm. a holiday 20 years ago? Because well, that was a holiday without kids, but we could do whatever we wanted to whenever we wanted to. <laughs> Remember so of course I want to hold that plane ticket. But then, you know, going, okay, what else can we do to remember that wonderful holiday? Do we have photos of that holiday? Mm. So here's an example of something that happened to me this morning. (laughs) Um, Emily had a plant given to her by her teacher last year, who is probably her favourite teacher so far, and she'd put a little stick in it saying, you know, I've loved watching you grow this past year. Mm. And... Simon, it had fallen once before and had kind of died but been revived and this time it got knocked and it fell and it really did die. So it was a cactus and we also think it was overwatered. <laughs> so Emily was devastated, absolutely hysterically sobbing, you know, can't catch your breath, devastated. And I was saying to her, I so understand she is your favourite teacher. Like, what does that mean to you? Now, admittedly, there wasn't a lot of time to process it because she was so upset that it probably... probably running out the door to school, were you? Yeah, and trying to calm her down. And so it is an ongoing conversation with us, but she, what I could get out of her and what I've heard her say in the past about other things is but somebody else gave it to me. Hmm. And in this particular case, I was able to say to her, you know how much your teacher loved you and still loves you. Do you still know that she loves you? Hmm. 
with or without the plant, do you know that she loves you and thinks literally thinks the sun shines out of her bum? <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's like, yes, I know she loves me. And I was like, you know that you can hold on to that information, like in that memory without actually keeping the plant because plants die when we overwater them. <laughs> yeah. Could you take the little stick and put it in a plant in the garden or something? Well, yes. Yes. And we, we definitely kept the stick and we, Cute. I can tell you another time about the, the other solutions we've come up with. <laughs> um, but I do think that like she, I know her and I know that actually what she's sentimental about is the love that somebody's shown her in giving her something. And so she finds it really hard to let go of something, even if she doesn't particularly like it. Um, and so that's what I've been coaching her on lately and what I can see <laughs> still more coaching to be done yes. around the, just because somebody gave it to you that loves you and that you still love them does not mean that you need to keep everything that relates mm -hmm. to that well, you don't need to keep everything that they gave you. Your grandma's given you lots of things. You don't need to keep everything. And your grandma's not expecting you to keep, like she, it's actually, and I will continue to teach her that she, Amelie, is in complete control of what she gets to keep and what she doesn't. And it doesn't mm. actually matter how anybody else feels about it. doesn't matter if her grandma's going to get upset that she got rid of a necklace. It's not Amelie's to hold. It's not Amelie's to carry she gets to decide whether or not she likes anything in her possessions. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think one of the things that um, can be really helpful is to talk about what is the memory and work out if it's mm. specific or general. Because if it's like the generalised, I loved travelling, 
maybe all the ticket stubs and maps and all of the things that you've collected while you're traveling. When I used to travel, I used to collect like the little coasters under your beer. Like I don't need those things. They are not adding (laughs) any joy to my life. But is it just the one from the time that you went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Singapore or do you need to keep everything from all your travels? So sometimes if you're asking what the memory is, you can actually like whittle it down to this is the one thing I want to keep mm-hmm. rather than I need to keep it all. Um, but that requires coaching and it's okay to coach yourself. It's okay to coach others and it's okay to not get it right as well. <laughs> but I think sometimes that coaching is is really helpful. One of the other questions, Kirst, that I think is different, is different, is helpful is the question what are the feelings that this brings up and do you have other items that also bring up that feeling? Mm-hmm. We've talked plenty of times when we see clients and they've got lots of things from a family member who's passed away, often a grandparent or a parent, and they've kept lots and lots and lots of different things. But once we've done some coaching, they might say, actually, all I really want to keep is you know, this one handkerchief that reminds me of her and I can get rid of everything else. Something that I was listening to today was talking about the power of stories and we've spoken about that this in Sentimental Items episode as well um, and I was reminded again by listening to this story that I was listening to today about the power of stories and how you can use stories to keep things alive. Mm. So if you... And I I think sometimes people are worried about their memories. Like I will forget that holiday if I don't keep the ticket stub. And one of the ways that you can keep the memory of that holiday alive is by talking about it. And this story I heard today was that it was in a different context. He was talking about um, keeping uh, oral history alive Mm -hmm. of past generations. And so this family get together once a year And they just retell their oral histories Mm. and stories about when grandma did this and when great auntie Joan did this and when great, great grandfather did this. And so I think that stories are so powerful. So my parents just recently, well, a year ago now, um, downsized and, uh, what we call in Australia being grey nomads travelling around Australia in a caravan, camper van. And before they packed up their house and let go of most of their possessions, they wrote stories about their most sentimental items. Um, And so that means that they were then free to keep the items or to let those Mm. items go. And we now all have it um, stored in the cloud (laughs) so that we can all access it whenever we need to, the stories of their most sentimental um, items. And so I think that Taryn and others who are listening, that if you have, um, if it's that you're worried that your memory is going to go and you won't remember those things, then share those stories with those around you and share those stories so that you can keep those memories alive. Mm. So maybe tonight over dinner you'll say, what was the best holiday that you've been on? And ask everybody around the table that question. That's awesome. Or what's your one piece of clothing that you would never part with? (laughs) (laughs) That you'd never lend your brother. (laughs) Yeah. Or 
Um, what is the most precious memory that you have in that dress that you you wore today? I was thinking, Kirst, a really cool way to keep that oral history alive. And I've just written a note down as we're talking and I've just written memory sticks. What I'm kind of picturing is, you know, those tongue depressors that the doctors use when they're checking your tonsils. So they're quite mm-hmm. big, but they're like an icy stick, but big is you could get like a little jar and whenever you have an awesome family memory or a holiday or a special thing, you could write that event on the stick and put it in. And then every so often you could sit around as a family and say, all right, we're going to each do a memory stick, pull a stick out at random and then tell a story. So it could be your first memory of being a brother or the first time you met dad or, you know, a time when you went on an awesome holiday with your family as kids And so you can tell these stories, but you've got these triggers um, and Mm. then you can do that as a bigger family too. You could take your memory sticks and actually do some family storytelling. You know, it'd be a cool thing to have around the fire where you're just sitting around a fire and you pull out the memory sticks. Mm. Oh, weird. So creative. (laughs) I know. I'm already like, we should totally manufacture memory sticks. (laughs) And... Taryn, I think one of the other things that I want to say to you is that sometimes we can't be the coach of the people closest to us (laughs) and sometimes they need an outsider's perspective. (laughs) Nearly always. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, some some partners are more open to it than you and I are. (laughs) Yeah. Cow's more malleable than you are. Much more. so yeah sometimes you know maybe it will take saying hey husband of Taryn oh my gosh I know that this was opening ourselves up hubby but I wrote to the girls and they answered my question can you listen to this podcast (laughs) please (laughs) they're talking to you yeah (laughs) um and just gently, or maybe you do get a professional organizer in to help you with your stuff. Just like we spoke about in It's All My Hubby and Kids Fault, where we say, Ashley, maybe just start working on your own stuff and your family will come along for the ride. Um, and you might have some stuff to work on too. And so maybe you do get them to come in and work on um, communal areas just to get their eyes over things to make sure that you are you know you have made it as efficient and as effective as possible mm. and that might be a great opportunity for the professional organizer to be speaking life and love over your husband as well so that or your child or whoever it is that you're wanting to convince <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being sentimental no. But we want to encourage you to find the freedom and intentional choices that you can make. That sentence was totally grammatically incorrect, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and I called it grammatically, not grammatically. Oh, my gosh. I know. I was it's like, like as it's definitely was that one. <laughs> Friday afternoon when we're recording this. <laughs> um, I think another... Um, Another way that you could approach this is just asking your family members to have an experiment. 
like, and just say, it's just a practice. It's just an experiment. Hey, hubby, I know you don't want me to, I I know you've seen me on this decluttering journey and you think I'm going to get rid of you next, but could we just try an experiment and maybe can you let me into your wardrobe and it only has to last a week. Let's just experiment Mm -hmm. for a week and let me get into your wardrobe. I'm not going to get rid of anything. I'm going to put them all in tubs or in bags and we're just going to put them in the garage or in the attic or in the basement for a couple of weeks or, you know, for a week. And let's see how you go getting dressed in the morning. Just let's just see what it's like. And hubby, all your memorabilia is taking over the top shelf of my wardrobe where I want to put some other stuff. Can we just do an experiment and put it all in a tub and put it in the garage so it's not in our face every day? Because, and it's just an experiment. I'm just, I'm willing to give it a week if you're willing to give it a week. And if it doesn't work for us after that, then you can bring them all back in and we can try and find another solution. Oh, that's brilliant. I I have an answer to that. Hold on. Hold on, listeners. Hold on. (laughs) Do you know what she's going to do, listeners? I do. Are we it's taking a long time. Do we hold on? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Sorry, it was in a drawer. I'd put it away. I'd, I'd cleaned my desk, but it's back, baby. That was awesome, my dear Kirst. The experiment of what does it feel like without it right here. Mm. I love yep. that. And that can be really scary for some people. I know I know I've spoken about it in the past, but I remember clearly remember just asking one client to do one experiment with me and just let's just see we cleared out this whole um side table or like a table an entryway table mm. and we'd actually got it down to having nothing on there. <laughs> but she really liked the piece of furniture and I said can we just do an experiment? Can we just move it into the garage for just a week to see how you go, but give yourself a little time. Like it can't just be a day because you'll miss it after a day in a day. You'll be like, Oh, where's that piece? And it will feel odd for a couple of days. And it may feel odd for a couple of weeks even, but can we just do this experiment? The next time I went back, she was like, Oh, so awesome. I love not having that piece of furniture. This space now just feels so much bigger and so much more relaxed and calm. And I was like, good on you for trusting me and going with an experiment. There's just no fear of commitment with an experiment. You're just trying something out. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I've got a review that I want to share, Kirst, that came in after um, we last shared a lot of reviews on Monday's episode. This review is a five-star review titled Horto31 says, Greetings from Hobart. I love that they've called themselves that in the title. Hey, girls, I've been binge listening to this podcast. It's really enjoyable to listen to as I work through certain areas of my home as I listen to both current and past episodes. It's encouraging to hear the fun and the banter that you have between subjects as we can sometimes get bogged down in the nitty-gritty of life. Thank you and keep it up. We shall keep it up. We absolutely shall. Yep, we'll be back next week. That's for sure. That is true. (laughs) And one thing we wanted to say to you, if you're listening to this in real time, is we are excited that our Head, Heart and Home course is launching on the 20th of February. We want you to come and join us. It is an amazing course. Um, It's been relaunched last year, all completely new content, upgraded, new 
bonuses and access to a whole lot of new different things, manuals and videos and lots, there's just so much in it. Um, it gives you all the tools that you need to find freedom from clutter and live that intentional life. And it's only $497 for lifetime access. So everybody who had purchased the course before the upgrade that we did last year got the upgrade for free and they were absolutely blown away. So we have live rounds where you can come on a Sunday night and meet with us and share how you're going and ask questions and, you know, have group coaching and you get to come to every live round that we ever run as part of it. And, and if you are supported through NDIS in Australia, our National Disability Insurance Scheme, you may be able to purchase it through your NDIS plan um, because it does give you all that capacity building knowledge and skills. So if that's you, drop us an email at hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we will help you set that up through your NDIS plan. Yeah. And it really does have the potential if you practice what we've and put into action what we say in this course to really transform your head, heart and home. Mm-hmm in regards to clutter. So we would love to hang out with you for six weeks. Um, And then, as Amy said, lifetime access, you get to watch our stunning voices and faces, faces, and then hear our voices (laughs) anytime you want, just like the podcast, (laughs) but even more better. Even more better. Look at me. You've You're now me getting with the my... grammatically incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we would love to meet you personally via Zoom and hang out with you for the next six weeks because it's starting this Sunday night if you're listening in real time. So again, it's the 20th of February 2022 um, that we're, we're starting. So check out our social pages. Check out if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, hop on over to our website and subscribe to our newsletter and you'll get updates um, there as well. So until next week, lovely listeners, declutterers, (laughs) um, have a beautiful week and stay safe and have fun decluttering. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash theartofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.